0: This has been a broadcast of the ESO Network, your station for all things geek, classic, current, and beyond. Be part of the crew at esonetwork.com.
1: Hey, everyone. I'm recording this as a dramatic storm is coming in dramatically, which is appropriate given, of course, the storm um, that we're going to talk about. Today we do a, uh, well, how can I put this? It's a mixture of a Jaws ripoff and a Jurassic Part ripoff, so I guess a Spielberg homage film. Well, with that in mind, uh, I don't really have much to add. This movie is a lot of fun, and uh, we had a lot of fun doing it, so I hope you enjoy. Anyway, if you're listening to this when it comes out, this Saturday, it's will probably be riffing on... Uh, prisoners of the lost universe and i'm not in this one but i'll be in attendance gladly encouraging on my uh fellow troop mates it should be a great show also if you could join the facebook group or follow us on twitter or instagram or you know just give us a good rating and review on stitcher soundcloud five stars uh, itunes wherever you get it would be appreciated it really helps get our availability out there and when you review more people see so also one last thing before i go the ESO Network, our parent network, of course, our podcast network, has a Patreon. Uh, the Patreon link is patreon.com ESO Network. There's already some, you know, bonus material up there. We have one that's coming up soon. So give them a shot. We will see some of that money as it trickles down. So it's encouraging. We already have patrons signed up. And if you can encourage them, that would be great. Thanks, guys.
0: Yeah, is blue, my is like a shark's uh, is
1: blue, my hat, like a We are the Metal Geeks Podcast, and on this show we have heavy metal, comic books, video games, movies, theme parks, and more. Wait,
0: wait, wait, comics? Yep. And movies? Exactly. Video games? Yeah. Metal? Of course. How does theme parks fit in this? It just does. All of us Metal Geeks
1: can be found at MetalGeeks.net.
0: At MetalGeeks for Twitter. MetalGeeks on
1: Instagram. And MetalGeeks on the Facey Space. You can also find us on iTunes.
0: Subscribe today. MetalGeeks.
2: To defend your childhood. This week we watched Deep Blue Sea, the true sequel to Shakespeare's Jaws. Um, I'm Nick Hoffman, Editor-in-Chief of New Letter, and this week on panel we have Matthew W. Quinn. And I know you can't see this joke because you're listening and not watching, but I addressed the people who are dressed the same on one side of the table so that on this side, Jeremy and I could be cool. Team Brown. Team Brown shirts. Because on St. Patrick's Day, he want to wear brown. Um,
0: yeah, I wore orange earlier today. I just living
2: <laughs> I just want to point out that the people who are being repressed are white guys with brown hair in this scenario. <laughs> yeah, and bad Irish accents. <laughs> We're off to a roaring start here. So uh, this week we watched Deep Blue Sea because we wanted to have fun with our lives and we'd given up on bad movies. Um, although last week, to be fair, National Treasure involved Nick Cage um, acting the shit out of it. So... Um, I guess before we get too far into this, Mr. Quinn, can you give us a plus
0: synopsis? Well, um, the movie starts out with um, a bunch of teenagers up to no good on a boat when they get attacked by a shark. It turns out that this um, scientist, played by Saffron Burroughs, her father died of Alzheimer's, and she's been um, trying to you know, make sharks a bigger brains she can harvest for protein, since um, sharks do not suffer gender brain disease no matter how old they get. And so we end up basically with three Mako sharks with much larger brains relative to their body mass, which means they're a lot smarter. And so uh, trouble ensues. Thank you. I'll take that. Um,
2: So I think like Matt started, we we should start with this kind of sea orgy. So we have a bunch of teens making out on a boat. um, And as teens do making out on a boat, um, they're drinking red wine on the open seas because that's where it's the spiciest. I guess. I don't know. I don't know what happens. Um, But after mid-making out, they knock some wine into the ocean and a shark attacks by diving through the bottom of this catamaran and is about to eat them all until Thomas Jane shows up. I think this is worth mentioning because Carter Blake, played by Thomas Jane, announces later in the movie that he is on parole, which is why he's in the middle of the ocean working at... Aquatica, which we were calling Shark of Asylum. Then we cut to a, uh, what, like a corporate headquarters where we're being warned that
0: sharks are bad. Yeah, they, they are, the, um, stock, the, the, the CEO of the company, played by Samuel L. Jackson, didn't want the um stock hit that he was going to take because of the... It was in the newspaper. The test shark escaped and nearly killed some teens.
2: Because that's the first thing on the front page of USA Hooray that day was shark kills teens. So yeah, that, that's kind of this movie. That's how it starts. uh Samuel uh, Jackson shows up at. How do you confuse those two? The gravitas, equal levels of gravitas, Jeremy. Um, but one bothers to work, and the other one appeared an extraordinary gentleman and decided to never work again. He was also the voice of a dragon. And stay tuned, Dragonheart. I guess. Oh God. how the last one? Directed by the same guy who I think directed the first Fast and the Furious movie, that isn't it? Is a Ron Cohen movie yeah. and Stealth. <laughs> Director of the Out Now, Hurricane Heist, which will probably not be out now. It's, you know,
0: In two know. weeks.
2: Yeah. Hurricane Heist is like. So you've seen Sharknado. What if it had a budget? Signed Rod Cohen. It would, it would have been Rod. Rod Cohen presents Hurricane Katrina. <laughs> <The>
0: commercials look <laughs> so, good.
2: I mean, commercials look make everything look good. Did anyone try one of those whoppers that turns your shit green? I'll leave it
0: up to you. Nick.
2: <laughs> I mean, I didn't. I did have the Szechuan sauce from McDonald's though.
0: You had to fight. Were you were the last one standing to get it? You had to fight to survive?
2: <laughs> no, I waited until the white people were out of the way. I just got one last week when there were 10.6 million of them distributed to McDonald's because people who like Rick and Morty apparently all suck. Um, what well, we were we I don't know, Rick. we need to Szechuan sauce? <laughs> yeah, Morty. Yeah, we do. <laughs> I like how he sounded like Nixon by the end of the in person. <laughs> Come on, really? Oh, my. Oh my god, they are gonna bury me alive, Rick! Right? <laughs> I shouldn't have told the black people to fuck themselves on my audio. Uh, anyway. We're uh... 20 minutes <laughs> in Samuel single He's a very out of
0: character, really. He's just kind of stoked in a suit. And never uses any significant profanity. I don't <laughs> Let's do this audit. Let's go to the C-Lab.
2: So we do... Kind of. Yeah. I mean that's kind of the beginning and the end of this movie. Like he, he goes to the base to try to figure out what's going on. They show up, like well, let's back up. Half the cast leaves. In the first five minutes they show up and then the party boat okay. is leaving. It's like, <laughs> there's this carnival cruise and filled with alcoholics just like partying and they play like hot 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 or whatever. Yeah. It's like Jurassic Park
0: where oh, they send yeah. most of the people off the island to get eaten. Yeah.
2: <laughs> there goes the movie. They like, lit- And they literally drive out a movie yeah. town to the final scene. <laughs> they're the
0: Yeah, the shark is sitting there watching them go and grumbling. Oh, man, no appetizers. I'll leave him. I don't know what that accent is. but well, I-,
2: <laughs> 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 I wonder if they're the kosher. The, the shark is not kosher. So we're looking for the skeleton crew. <laughs> no. Nah, I mean, and that's kind of it. Like the rest of it is kind of just a like a B horror movie. I mean, it, it, it's interesting because we referenced like three Spielberg movies in a row, right? There's there's Jurassic Park of this, where there's a high tech base surrounded by bad fencing that all of a sudden, a, and a hurricane hits. Like this is literally Jurassic Park. There's also the Jaws aspect of it, and uh, there's kind of the Lost World bit of it, where like we don't really care anymore, so it just should be CGI. I was, I was <laughs> <laughs> if Robin Williams voiced someone for no reason? Not a movie. This is pre-suicide
0: and completely random musical numbers that were cut from a larger script. <laughs> so can we talk about the Tennessee Theater for a second? Yeah, please. Because I felt like the movie had a good effects. a point. Yeah. Like I expected the
2: entire
0: it was Yeah. You have um video game-looking sharks, and at one point in shark vision, it looks like the Descent game. Isn't that what somebody said?
2: Yeah, that's what I was saying.
0: I mean, and I don't
2: disagree. It, 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 it not only feels kind of like cheap-cheap, but it's also underwater, blurry, kind of gray-blue the whole time. It, it's something. That's for sure. But they've got, like, real sharks,
0: and then they suddenly have, like you said, like crappy video game Sharks. And it's
2: just terrible. Yeah, all of it all of it is so bad.
0: Um I mean, that that gets me thinking, if it was realistic, would that have made this movie better or worse? Because it's a movie you have fun laughing at. But if it had been, you know, I guess I don't want to say realistic, but I think that might have made the movie worse because it would seem like the movie was I didn't really have I, – I, the movie was all right, but the, one of the big problems with it was the bad video game sharks. So if they didn't have the bad video game sharks, I would think of it better. I don't know what Sharknado is for, Steve. Hey,
2: but I mean you make that joke, but Sharknado came out like 16 years after this. I don't know if you could have gotten much better shitty sharks than this. Like, I don't know how much this movie cost, but for 1999, these effects are not bad. This is like, what, two years after Jurassic World, or um, Lost World, rather? Like, this movie probably cost a good bit of money, right? It actually actually cost the same amount as The Matrix. That's That's a lot of money. And I bet you some people remember this one less than, like, The Matrix for some reason.
0: The
2: That's probably where So, I guess then what? Like, I, okay, so after this we have a kill cop. Like, this is when it becomes like a monster movie, right? We have uh, the first one to die is Stellan Skarsgård. They're, they're sucking out the shark's brain goo, right? Mm-hmm. And the shark wakes up. And he's like, I mean, it's... What's that Hayden Christensen movie where they wake up in the operating table? Awake? Awake, yeah. So all of a it's like, oh no, I'm being operated on! And he starts freaking out and he starts killing people, as you would. And then for some reason, uh, Harley Quinn, as we were calling her, uh, in Sharkum Asylum, uh, frees the shark rather than letting people go. Meanwhile, Stellan Skarsgård, who plays Selvig in all the uh, Thor movies and the Avengers movie, uh, gets his hand bitten off. Yeah, and
0: he spends the
2: next several minutes bleeding all over the floor. Slow motion. And
0: scrambling.
2: And scrambling. He's doing some serious scurrying. He was. And uh, in while he is scurrying, they call an HVAC. Um, uh, Janet Soprano calls an HVAC to get him out of there.
0: Assuming evac, they're not going to set up an air conditioner. <laughs> Sorry.
2: They're <laughs> trying to keep him at a, at a proper temperature. Uh so they, they call him a helicopter to get him off of Sharka. And uh as Janet Saturno was screaming, does she die? Do we see her Yeah, she's a tower in the bows. Oh that's like, right. I've asking about that for a while. I was peeing. At, at a certain point I just had to get another beer and pee. <laughs> uh, but anyway. Instead
0: of her character is it, it it was very obvious she was going to die. Yeah. Did that quickly
2: there's music playing in the back, and she doesn't give a shit about her child. It's a horror movie, of course she's gonna die. And then, and then twenty minutes
0: later, she's just gone. There's no mention of
2: her. She's dead. Well, I mean, she's barely established. She was never on set the day anyone else was. She's a very unlikable human being, I imagine. We apologize in the if she's not, and if she's listening,
0: I mean, if 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 if
2: why wouldn't she, man? <laughs> I know it's the wrong movie and the wrong character, but I just think, whenever I hear a mafia movie and a woman, I just imagine Godfather, Johnny Rossi as a whore! Or is that not Goodfellas? And yeah, whatever. Who knows? Who gives a shit? <laughs> anyway, she's pretending not to be an Italian stereotype in this movie. And they call for uh, an evac, and uh, still in scarred Guard, who is unconscious and bleeding, gets attacked by a shark.
0: <laughs> Yeah, he's on this stretcher. they're trying to pull up into the helicopter and the wind breaks and the captain drops him into the water and the shark grabs him, pulling the helicopter into the complex and blowing it up. Booyah. Well, yeah, and then this masochistic bastard shuts the gurney straight in the window. And with he's less structural integrity than anything. Else. And he's still so conscious the whole time, so you can know, his eyes bugging out as he gets thrown into the window. I will say, if I was wanted to be any character
2: in this movie, he might be the character I'd want to play. Because it's just, he gets to say smart words, look kind of drunk, and then he just gets drunk through the water for three and a half scenes. Like, and when you think he's dead, literally, it's like a Looney Tunes gang, as someone said earlier. You just see off in the middle distance, a gurney flying towards the screen. And they're like, huh, what do you think that is? And you just almost hear, Under the water, and then his face just slams into the screen over and over again. As CGI spiderwebs appear where the cracks are supposed to be, it might be the shittiest thing we've done in a while. The CGI in Space Jam looks more realistic. This this is the moment where you go, "Wow, these sharks
0: are smart." Yeah, because it's. It uses a person on a gurney as a missile to break through glass get to get more people to eat them. That's pretty
2: clever. This is where I wish we were watching this in Colorado, if you know what I me, mean. Like, there's just something so stupid about how this goes. Like, cause, like, I guess six months ago, at this point, we did Event Horizon. And, like, that's a movie where you're trapped in a space and shit goes to hell. Like, it goes back, like, literally to hell. Really. By the head. But, like, at this point, like... You can't take anything seriously. Everything is so absurd. Everything is so cartoonish this entire movie. That when people are dying, you're just like, Well, yeah, why didn't you go up and of it down? Like when Michael Rappaport dies, he's literally like, This is a bad idea, isn't it? And everyone's like, Yeah, it's a bad idea. And then a shark tears him in fucking half. The only person who gets like a god fearing, like noble death is Samuel, which we might as well jump to because what else happens in this movie? That was a great scene. Well, I great-
0: I <laughs> <think it's laughs>
2: Is it the best death? Like, like I have I have a list of my favorite deaths in movie history. This might be number four. Number one for me might be um, the death in volcano, or what's his name jumps into a lava and melts. Uh, is it John Carroll Lynch. Lynch? John Carroll Lynch is like <laughs> practicing hes saying the Hail Mary as he's carrying a corpse out of the car, out of, out of a subway car, and throws it as he melts into the lava. And then in Lost World, where Richard Schiff gets torn in half by two T-Rexes. After Vince Vaughn
0: asks him to order a cheeseburger. And they and they have that same death at least twice in this movie. People get torn in half. <laughs> we do! Samuel gets torn in half. Well, not you? by shark, but your shirt. Yeah. Shark them. And then someone else gets torn in half and their legs kicking is the <laughs> Oh yeah, for like several Michael Raphael portion, yeah. So Samuel okay, so
2: essentially after uh Skarsgard's body gets thrown into the wall until it breaks they escape they go through several kind of like locks i mean this was i think filmed on a like an old battleship so there's these big heavy concrete lo- like steel locks okay. yeah. and you can almost imagine the scene somewhere where they're like it's like pitching like the Titanic, where they're like, well, there's possibly 16 places that it would have to rupture before it would flood. But what if there was a super intelligent shark, says shark with a mustache. And they're like, well, they could never get through all 16. And the engineer pitches this and they We <laughs> <laughs> don't need that. That's Sharkum Asylum. <laughs> this is, this is, this is, that's part of the play, by the way, because this is where Samuel L. Jackson is, Samuel L. Jackson,
0: where he says, I'm not a suit anymore. I'm a badass motherfucker. And he starts telling everyone
2: what to do. And I'm sick of these motherfucking sharks and this motherfucking shark come. And then That's he... right. And he's
1: going to do a speech now. Everyone's going to listen about how Samuel Jackson had
2: to
0: be a cannibal because God damn it, that airplane came through and we couldn't all survive if it weren't for those two people that we hated. Yeah, it's not. I'm not totally sure what happened with that. I, I, my impression, the two people are cranes and they had to put them down. No, no, they didn't have them. They definitely ate them. Well, Well, once they're dead, waste (laughs) not, whatnot. not.
2: (laughs) Well, if you kill them first, though, it's a little bit murkier. (laughs) Because I think the line was literally, seven people went up that hill and five came back. And we said that two of them were killed by the snow. But that wasn't true. And I'm like, that's kind of... I I was sick of the snow and I wanted some white meat, if (laughs) you get me. Yeah. Cause that's literally, I think. <laughs> but isn't that what uh, Cool J's first line is of, like? Brothers like you and I shouldn't be on snow. And he goes, uh, as he adjusts you. his collar, like he's Rodney or something. Getting yeah. old. some jokes about the black dude buying first. <laughs>
0: first. The whole part <laughs> sure the movie was foreshadowing. Hey, I heard other brothers don't like to these kinds of movies too often. <laughs> Have a drink.
2: I better write the whole soundtrack right now. Yeah. <laughs> Deepest, bluest, my hat is like a shark's fin. And if you think that song isn't playing us out, you're sorely mistaken. Did the credits
0: really start singing that
2: song? No, because no, you'd have no. to know it. Michael, Michael, Matthew, you're the whitest person to ever want to sing Deepest, Bluest, other than me, who sings it all the time. I was singing it during this movie.
0: That's why it's
2: funny. But I, I know. know. Um, anyway, at this point, Samuel breaks into the uh, USS Indianapolis speech from Jaws. Uh, he goes, five people, or seven people went up that mountain. Only five people came back, and we ate them. We ate the motherfucker! It was seven survivors, but only five of us came back. Know what to say. Two of them were more delicious than the other five of us. Uh, and then a shark, he goes, here's how you survive the situation. He becomes Screech from Scream. Um, not Screech. Who's in
0: Scream? Ski. Ski. Ski-, Ski. Ski- <laughs> was that time, like, what, what is the proper movie known for that? Screaming. We need
2: to cannibalize those two. And then he literally gets eaten eat the next second. Well, I mean, it's kind of, again, it's like Scream. It's like West Craven. It's like, here's how you survive a Sharkum movie. <laughs> I was the warden at Sharkum. Call me Gordon. And then all of a sudden, he gets torn in half like a shark comes out of the water. Step one is... Ah! Yeah, that's kind of how this whole thing goes. Um, And then effectively after this, it's a survival movie. That's kind of it. Like there's there's a few interesting deaths. I mean Thomas Jane makes a break for it. And then effectively, uh, yeah, it's a bottleneck movie, right? Like, you have, like, a small end to get out of, and then, I mean, the only person who's in a different movie until the very end is LL Cool J, who's (laughs) telling people, like, who has a parent. Like, he has a goofy sidekick for half of this movie. You
0: ate my bird. He was the only
2: one with the characters in I mean, and, like, the thing is, he has three characters. He's LL Cool J, because not only does he rap over the end credit, he gives a rapping prayer right? He's also preached because of that and he's a chef. His final words is if I don't make it if, if you're watching this I haven't made it. So my final thoughts are here's how you make the perfect omelette. People want to say use three eggs that's a big problem you use two eggs it's just like Jesus yeah, he makes Christ. He a speech about how he was a
0: failure as a preacher and a failure as a father and then he starts start talking about
2: omelette. Again! Someone who's Oh, you know what if Deep Blue Sea is not his origin story Preacher Begins
0: and he's the only one Steps up in this movie
2: because Carter is a static character, the doctor is a static character, she's only protecting her assets.
0: Samuel Jackson gets eaten, everyone else gets eaten.
2: But the chef, the, chef, the dude making the least amount of money of
0: anyone in, 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 in this damn aqua lab, steps up, pulls out the harpoon <laughs> gun, and shoots the shark, risks his life multiple times, this dude bashing his way through the oven was the only
2: character that had in development a step touch and was like, you know what? the rest of you
0: fucking stuck on the same soul. in this office situation. If he dies, how's he going to get rich off his perfect omelet recipe? It's true. How's he going to propel his rap career into, uh, you know, the operational ones? And, and and was the was rapping creature like, chef, that's his thing now. Well, he'd be like Tupac, right? If he you know, had already eaten, Oh my
2: god, if he was taken out by, like, yeah. Bobby Flay? <laughs> Bobby. <laughs> there he's making outlets and Bobby Flay was to fucking take him down. Another shark shows
0: up and shoots him. And I heard his crew and his other crew fight. He's alive in Cuba. The shark tried to kill him. <laughs> 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 That's
2: really funny. That was good. Yeah, right. I am trying to think of what's what's the um the rapper who's in Sharknado too?
0: <laughs>
2: was it a shark wearing a backwards baseball cap? Yeah. No, it's Bismarcky. I just no I love it <laughs> if instead of Bismarcky and Sharknado <laughs> I was LL cool J. I and mean, it's like instead of owning a pizza parlor That's, they're making omelets, he's like a French chef at like
0: a <laughs> J. <correct> <laughs> <laughs>
2: No, it's just, it's literally Bismarck just making pizzas. At one point, I think they throw a shark
0: into a pizza oven. <laughs> <laughs> that's what he does before he gets in the party boat out of there. Is he goes and picks up some chunks of the shark and makes it into sushi. <laughs> As you eat it, you get really smart. This last line of
2: the movie almost is like, Did you pick me up any sushi?
0: Goddamn. After they watch the framing, have... you got some jokes? I, Jesus
2: Christ. I mean, the parrot gets eaten way too early. We almost yeah. see the parrot just calling him a fat ass for the rest yeah. of the film.
0: Hey, dipshit, you gonna make
2: any more uh, omelettes? The parrot's my favorite character. <laughs> well, you keep talking, I'll put some drumsticks tonight. I do, I do, to be fair, I think the parrot might have had a complete character arc. <laughs> he learned his lesson and got eaten by a shark.
0: That's
2: true. <laughs> Annabeth, not Annabeth Gish, or what was the woman, uh, who was the, uh, evil, uh, British woman? Saffron Burroughs. I
0: don't think anyone was, there aren't bad bad guys in this movie. I mean, Saffron, Saffron Burroughs. None of us' did was evil. Saffron. She made the shark super smart and then
2: let the one go. They were trying to kill it in the first scene. That would have ended the movie, right? She was very t-
0: she, so no she would, was a
2: positive female character. So no
0: one would suffer like her dad did. <laughs>
2: After it eats someone's arm off, you kind of kill it, right? That's why they put down wild animals that eat human, because humans are delicious. I, hey, I've watched Andrew Zimmern's show. He's kind of eaten human like six times. Did you think well, no, I you forgot about it. it. For some reason, I keep forgetting about Alzheimer's.
0: Hey, <laughs> <Yeah>, shorts! Uh,
2: <laughs> this was a summer blockbuster in 1999.
0: I almost want to see. Yeah, I saw a bunch of my friends that were coming back in the Seabase trip with the Boy Scouts. That was appropriate. Seabase? <laughs> yeah, the Boy Scouts on the big campsite. You can call that down the key to do diving mm-hmm. and boating. Did you see some mm-hmm. No. <laughs> but not, not in that trip because we were sailing on the scuba trip I didn't see sharks like nurse sharks are the laziest critters ever Did you you okay so
2: I'm sitting next to Jeremy and he looked, so he can't play but this movie cost 60 million dollars in 1999 which as I think uh, Jeremy said earlier has a fee like cost about as much as the Matrix and that's why it's this classic anyone want to guess how much money it made domestically Thirty-five million. Oh yeah, thirty-five.
0: Gross or no? um, After taxes. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, did it make any money? That's the question. Well, Hollywood only makes money if people say it makes money. Look at Hollywood accounting sometimes. Why does the cooking?
2: Would you would you take a stab at us, Steve? Sixty-three to three million dollars. <laughs> I guess. It it made domestically seventy four million and internationally ninety one. It was hundred and sixty five million. This was a pretty big. This like quadrupled its budget or tripled its budget. Well, and again, this is kind of the classic summer blockbuster. It's not a great movie. I mean, like the thing is, when you're comparing it to The Matrix you should be comparing it to the second Matrix movie. Something that's completely forgettable. actually made about as much as the third one. Look at that. Yeah. Um, but like the second Matrix movie actually domestically made about... Yeah, it did really well. But that's okay. This is a Summer Shit Fast. I kind of like this movie. Okay. What about Final, final Judgments? Uh, Jeremy, you can go first. What do you think? What was your final thoughts? Uh, I honestly
0: really love this movie. It's movie fun. Yeah. I mean, you don't get Reddy Harlan to make a good movie. You get him to make a fun, stupid movie that you can watch. It's yeah, it's good. It's fun. It's great. Yeah. Friends. It's great. Yeah. Can, can, can we put that back in the It's inspiration? <laughs> it's great. It's great. <laughs> Random guy. Yeah. It's, it's part two of the trilogy, right? So we've got Jaws, that's the first part. Uh, this is where we get a new shark as a movie as a plot device. Uh, Deep Lucy is part two. Where we're kind of pushing the envelope of what sharks can do in a movie. And then Sharknado is part three, where sharks are on a fucking moon. So, um, it was a movie. It was a necessary movie. In the realm of movies, it wasn't a good movie. See, so you should watch the movie if you can want see movie, but you should watch, watch, watch I have no idea what you're going to You should not watch this movie. Is, is, is that the cooking sherry talking? You should not watch this movie. Mr. Quinn, what are your thoughts? It could have been tightened up a little bit in the middle it kind of dragged. Um, I like the portrayal of uh, the cook. It was a, a good Christian character. and. um That's what <laughs> and the CGI well, sometimes there movies there <laughs> it's it's the the power of yeah it does it stabs right in the eyeball of the cross and the CGI could have been better but it's really I'm you really can't ask too much from this, this is not now it's in 1999 so I mean maybe that's my favorite expression you can see it once
2: this is the greatest movie we've done in a while. If you just movie? Just think about
0: what you thought this movie was, and then don't watch it. You'll be happy.
2: I mean, I don't know what to tell you guys. This movie is so much fun. Like, Matt thinking this is a Christian character kind of <laughs> capitalizes on what this movie is. It's, it's literally all like... <sighs> This is the David Blaine of movies. The second you think you know what's happening, they're going to pull some shit out of something else. I mean it's 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 I mean that's kind of what it is. It's like one of those movies that they advertise on late night TV where David Blaine's like and Will Smith's house and he pulls a quarter out of like a beer glass and just like and Will Smith's like get the fuck out of my house you magician. Like, n- like none of it matters. It's all bullshit and if you can find any pleasure in it You've won. Like, that's what this movie is. You've won just by watching it. because yeah, we... Steve,
0: i won. Can
2: we forgive it, David, please? <laughs> <laughs> He's just sitting on top of, like, a column for three hours, just farting around. The
0: drama is still building! Is he gonna die?
2: <laughs> <laughs> and who cares? Spoilers, no. Pen and t- like Pen just comes out and just, like, <laughs> shoots him in the head and walks away. Do something! The end. Oh, mercy. Alright, guys, so we're going to end this, of course, by playing Deepest Bluest. I think we all, I mean, except for Matt, who was looking for Christian values
0: in this movie. Would you rather I've made a joke about the wine transubstantiating into the blood, Master tracks the Shark? That's kind of how we started this. Okay, so very quickly, would you guys have rather seen this movie or the scene from the Bull Mouse and the the Corona thing?
2: I think we should have just had literally Jaws, like the character from the Roger Moore movie swimming around, biting people in half. I think that would have been a better movie. A Bond horror movie? I mean, shit, son. Um, but, but he did that. What's the one with the voodoo it? That
0: could be a Bond horror movie. Live and Let Die. Yeah. Yeah, it's got an actual voodoo
2: god in it. It sure does. Uh, Baron Samedi. um Before we leave... I have to give you a hint for next week. Uh, so, next week, we're going to be watching a sword based movie in which there's a character who's a Scotsman and Sean Connery's in it, but not playing a Scotsman. Uh, so, tune in uh, next week and you know, every future week. So, like put a little bit of your past
1: on
0: Sean.
1: Thanks, Defender Childhood is a member of the ESO Network and produced by Dude Letter Podcasting. It is hosted by Nick Hoffman. It is edited by Nick Hoffman and Candace Burns. The theme song is Caroline by The Serenaders, and their music is available on Amazon. Please rate and review us on iTunes, Stitcher, or wherever you get your podcast. And tune in next week when we put another little piece of your past on trial.
0: Thanks. Thanks.